0: Everybody and welcome to their sports. sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports, Utsetter setter Hey, it sure was fun to take last week off, eh? We went to a curling match and went and saw some hockey. Oh, that we did, that we did.
1: Wrong Olympics, mon. Oh, <laughs> are you the Jamaican basketball team? you <laughs> don't... I was in Key West once, and there was a guy named the Coconut Man, and he spoke oh, with a yeah. very thick Bajan accent that was almost Jamaican. There we go. You don't pay the Coconut Man. You just say you'll be back. See? I work for tips. Have you noticed that the Coconut Coconut <laughs> Man always speaks about himself in third person? He does. It's
0: cra- It makes me crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but for real, it's Summer Olympics, you guys. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've watched some. Sports!
0: Sports! Sports!
1: Sports! Sports! We're not doing, Spar- Spar- we're not doing we that We can't. We're not doing that anymore. They changed the theme song. <laughs> All right, so we do... It is the Olympics time. And we have an Olympic guest. We do. That is correct. We have uh, who uh, experienced some hardships at the Olympics. Yeah, he hardships. really did. Yeah. And uh, there was a human interest piece on the other day. I know that Joel and I watched.
0: Yeah, that we, we've managed to put on here uh, for our own. It's a it's a touching, heartfelt story of an athlete who
1: who had uh, just a tough time getting here. And uh, so we'll wow. have him on the podcast. And then we have a documentary ourselves, right? Whoa, of yeah. human interest type. There, oh yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Was this one cut from the Olympics? Yeah, we uh, we 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 just took the tape from it. We, we purchased yeah. uh, <laughs> ah <laughs> that black market documentary trade. <laughs> yeah. NBC sells their uh, their they have stock human interest stories that they sell by the minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they have to because they're eating so much shit on the ratings of the Olympics this year.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. So we were outside Universal Studios, and a guy opened his trunk and just said, Hey, 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 you guys want a human interest documentary? You guys like
0: human interest? <laughs> and at first we were like, no. But then he told us the price. And we were like, oh, well, I mean, yeah. So unbelievable. It was then we
1: can just retransmit and de- yeah. disseminate that yeah. uh, you know, in absolutely. perpetuity. And he was yeah. like, absolutely.
0: There was no FBI warning before it. <laughs> So it's all good. So it's all it's fine. It's all good. Yeah. Tim Tebow
1: update. Watch update. Tim Tebow update. Watch update. Brought to you by
0: Mentos. Feel the rush in your mouth. Tebow.
1: <laughs> Tim Tebow switches his major. Semicolon. Pursues career in professional baseball. Say what? what? Subheadline: Careful with your analogies. Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time. Right, fair. Because a lot of people have said, "Oh, you know, like MJ." No, this is actually nothing like MJ. No, MJ, MJ had a career who's in one bad sport. at one sport and then moves to another sport where he will likely be bad. Been a while since we talked about Timothy Richard Tebow. Yep, mm-hmm. unemployed NFL quarterback, part-time ESPN broadcaster, and developing nation circumcision assistant. Tim Tebow is actively pursuing a career in professional baseball. He plans to hold a workout for major league baseball teams later this month, according to his agents. Whoa! What? Yeah, people are skeptical.
0: When did he ever play baseball before?
1: Well, that's the thing. Basically, is is he has not played in a very long time. How long is it? It's long like long riding, long riding a bike. Time. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case, Jordan. But it's like riding a bike. All right. So Phil thinks it's easy. Joel is expe- expressing the skepticism that much of the world. No, is. I
0: think you misunderstand. It's very hard
1: for me to ride a bike. <laughs> Almost impossible. I've got no center of gravity. I think that this metaphor was just said wrong. Well, most people, I think, are reacting... Well, okay. Well, most people are reacting to it in the same way that Mr. Thatcher reacted to Charles Foster Kane's letter to him. I think it'd be fun to run a newspaper. (laughs) Yeah. Deep cuts. (laughs) Thanks for my college education, mom and dad. Woo! Um, uh, So for almost the past year, he's apparently been training in Arizona and Los Angeles to hone his hitting and fielding skills for a sport he has not played full-time since 2005. Oh! It's a while. But back then, Tebow was starting pitcher, shortstop, third baseman, and center fielder for the Homeschool Holy Spirits. Ho- was, holy Spirit was, was their mascot? He it was, was homeschooled for ah, most of his. That's the joke. And Ew. also, that'd be too Catholic. Sure. <laughs> he was named an All-State baseball player in Florida in his uh, junior year. He hit 494, helping Nice High School reach the final four of the Florida State playoffs. Nicely done. <laughs> that joke kills in Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm you know. sure yeah. it does. I'm sure Let's it does. Let's not
0: have jokes about killing in Nice. All right. All right. Uh,
1: uh, t- yeah. <laughs> uh Tim Tebow's uh, football agent said, obviously, we support Tim in his pursuit of a baseball career, as we have in all ventures, as long as it doesn't get in the way of our cynical exploitation of Tim's genuine faith in God and humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought I hung up. uh So, yeah. So he's trying out. He's 29. 29 this week. Tim's all, he's only 29? 29. 29. that's way too young to be so over the hill. <laughs> Uh, He has notified his current employer, ESPN, of his desire to chase a baseball career. And like your falling down friend telling you he's going to pick up the hottest girl in the bar, ESPN told Tebow, oh, yeah, you should totally go for it, buddy. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to do great. Just be confident. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Ooh, I'm going to see this play out. Yeah. Baseball teams love confidence. (laughs) I'm I'm sure like Tebow's supervisor (laughs) came in and he was like, I got bad news. And the ESPN higher up was just sort of like, oh, no, no, no. We'll cover him going to play baseball. This is
1: yeah, oodles of easy <laughs> content for us. It is funny more how than he could produce were he working for the station. He's probably such a nice guy. They told him like, I know I'm really putting you in a spot <laughs> yeah. by doing this, guys. But I really appreciate. It. And They're like biting our oh god, oh yeah. god, yeah, don't do this. Oh, really? and it'd be so oh, terrible. you really
0: putting us guys.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We might have to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All 30 uh, MLB teams uh, Oh also by the way he's, he's told he will continue to fulfill His broadcast obligations to the network Oh, oh man yeah. he's going to be working around the clock I'm sure they were super worried about that Sure <laughs> <laughs> um, All 30 uh, MLB teams have been sent Save the date For his uh, Tim Tebow's workout at the end of the month Oh wow that's nice. yeah.
0: So he's like getting married to baseball Yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Elaine and Robert Ramsey Tebow II request your presence at the UC Irvine Anteaters baseball practice facility to see Timothy Richard (laughs) Tebow's baseball workout. Afterwards, he will fuck the glove.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how in wedding invitations,
1: they always say afterwards, the groom is going to fuck the bride. <laughs> it's a very strange thing, but I like the tradition. Well, yeah. I think it's one of those things where people who are obviously virgins, as Tim Tebow is. Sure. And yeah. he's, obvious, he's a baseball virgin, too, for that matter. Yep, A lot of pro eligibility left. He still has college eligibility left, for that matter, in baseball. There we go. That's, yeah, that's a, when... uh, a movie waiting to happen. <laughs> Returns to play college baseball. <laughs> so uh, people have seen him apparently are like oh he's really picked it up fast he's super athletic yeah which i believe sure yeah is he gonna he's not gonna be able to hit a curveball no
0: it's like the last like 15 years of pro scouting knowledge and advancement is that athleticism matters very little (laughs) (laughs) what all matters is whether or not you could get on base yeah end of story just make him the umpire (laughs)
1: <laughs> what's the problem well I think though that's not how it you know when you try out for a major league team it's you don't you're not trying out to be an umpire uh you I thought they'd keep baseball. the umpires around just in case enough people got injured they could be like hey masky take your mask yeah. off and go I'm picturing we the umpires to- are the designated survivors <laughs> exactly yes yeah. yeah, so they're all keepers
0: Tim we're ready to sign you to a contract all right wait
1: not for the team not to play no no you no, start you really start right. as the peanut guy and <laughs> you work your way up to the team I can see a very, a very earnest Tim Tebow being like, "All right, if that's what you're saying, and, and that will be the first step into being, you know, center fielder for the Miami Marlins. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, Tim. Sure, I think he'd do it. I think he maybe. Uh, if this doesn't work out, though, Tebow has stated his openness to going pro in Quiz Bowl or Bible Quiz Bowl. <laughs>
0: I, he would crush at that.
1: <laughs> Isn't there a game show network show now about
0: Bible trivia? I think there is. There t- should be. That that seems like a gimme. I'm pretty right? sure there is. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth!
1: News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Rio twenty sixteen Summer Olympics Death Watch. Rio twenty sixteen Summer Olympics D de- 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 Death Death Death
0: Watch Brought to you by Organic Dead Bodies Funeral Home. We use real dead bodies to bury. Um uh wow that one's did people not use real dead bodies to bury sometimes is that is that part of the that is the implication but not stated explicitly uh but again i don't feel like they'd say it unless there was some risk here
1: I, you know as long as the checks say payable too okay all right i can hear that indoor olympic diving pool turns green Because they put dye in it? Was it like a
0: St. Patrick's Day kind of deal?
1: Sub-headline, Australian rowing team experiences same problem, but on their genitalia. Ooh. Sub-sub-headline, Australian rowing coach says, yeah, they snuck into the diving pool. That's it. (laughs) Oh, no. And he was shifty-eyed when he said it. Yeah. Uh, So I love the way this article starts out. But who gets laid more than the Australian rowing team? Well, probably nobody. I would (laughs) say the Australian swimming team until this. Oh, oh. Uh, so, I love the way this article starts out. It goes, the lush green diving pool at the Olympics might not be as safe as officials are saying, according I don't think... to an expert. Wait, if he it's a lush say, green yeah.
0: pool, then it's all right. You know it's
1: not safe. I don't yeah. think lush is, is used with green in this
0: context. This... For a forest. No, usually when, yes, when for lush and Australian no. are in the same
1: line, it's never about pools.
0: Usually <laughs> involves Margot Robbie, right? Or Foster's. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, at the Aquatic Center, there's the uh, water polo pool. Okay, Okay. yeah. And the diving pool. Okay. And the water polo pool looks about as inviting as a water polo pool ever does. I mean, it looks like, okay. uh, All right. it looks like a pool. And the diving pool looks a fan boat short of the Everglades. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah, it's pretty bad. No. How it does is this pretty bad. even
0: happen? How they, does this even happen? That's they, a <laughs> setup.
1: For, they literally <laughs> cannot keep their shit together, even with indoor water. No. God, um, you'd think
0: that the one place where...
1: There's a bunch of explanations. Imagine this. We're having a hard time getting a straight answer from the Rio officials. <laughs> you don't sir. Sure. Do you guys want to play the feud? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Top six answers on the board. What is the cause of the green water? Ooh, uh, ooh. Ding, 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 do oh, it. Uh, human feces? <laughs> human feces. Let's see, here we go. Oh, oh. Number five, ding, certain unknown components of the city water that goes into the pool after the treatment. Ah. That was an anonymous pool consultant working for the Rio committee. That's human feces. That's number five. That's number five. Joel, can you beat that? Algae. Algae. We also would have accepted chlorine imbalance or heat and a lack of wind. Number one answer. (laughs) Ah. This was said by everyone. Mine (laughs) was more fun. Yours was more fun. Uh. Anyway. Yes, Joel. St. Patrick's Day. Eh. (laughs) Uh, Can I try to steal? Yeah. Human vomit. (laughs) Eh. Oh Oh, no. Uh, The head of communications uh, at uh, FINA, swimming's governing body, was flabbergasted suggesting athletes had perhaps requested for the color change to lessen the effects of the sun's glare. Oh, stop it.
0: What, in the diving pool?
1: He said this immediately before firing his entire PR PR crisis response team. (laughs) Smart. They wanted the pool to look (laughs) like a toxic vat of chemicals from Saturday morning cartoons. The swimmers wanted it? That was your best guess? I don't know, boss. You know what the, the response actually was? Hey, man, your checks don't clear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so whatever. There
0: you go. I'm, I'm See, now I'm imagining like the, the first guy of the day to go up and practice his like 10-meter high dive. He gets to the edge and he starts to jump out for his double sow cow flip. And he's like, ah!
1: I bet you guys are wondering what the vice chairman of the Pool Water Treatment Advisory Group has to say. No, I'd no, rather no. Let's know let's the chairman the of the opinion.
0: vice... <laughs>
1: Of the channel, unless Shane Smith has something to say,
0: I don't want to hear
1: it. (laughs) He was unavailable. Okay, this is the quote they got from a guy from a very powerful Los Angeles. Not sorry, United States like lobbying firm about pools. Okay, Okay. the water is not supposed to be green. (laughs) You know that's why they pay him the big bucks. Yeah. Uh, another, Another official commented, "In the normal way, we recommend that if you can't see the bottom of the pool, don't get into it." Yeah. Sure. Let alone another jump into it from group. 10 meters. That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, no, guys. What? So I went to Rio's spokesperson here to ask him for the, a comment on this, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Was it Luis Fernandez? It, it might as well could have been because he basically wrapped himself in the flag. Oh. He goes, first of all, he goes, you know, proliferation of algae, maybe. And then he goes, you know, if it were green and yellow, we would know it was a patriotic thing. That's the oh, colors of Brazil's oh, or national yeah. colors. Nobody laughed. Is, is of course they didn't because they're like, no, <laughs> but seriously, it's dangerous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, I'd say green and yellow are probably the two colors you least want to see the water you're going to go into turn brown.
1: into. Brown. Brown. Brown still Brown, yeah. Yeah. brown okay. Let brown. me see brown. <laughs> 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 Number one hey. answer. Johnson family steals it. Da, 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 you're da, da. moving on to fast money. There we go. Uh anyway, so oh no, breaking news. This is the worst thing. Breaking news. The green water crisis has claimed another victim. What? what? Today? What? Wednesday. The water polo pool is now green too. Oh
0: what? no. <laughs> That's going to make it very hard to de-pants people, isn't that what they do? Wait a second, is this a lot of ball grabbing?
1: Yeah, is this another classic prank by Delta House? (laughs) No, you know if it was, we we, we could actually have some fun with it. Yeah, it's not the same spokesperson who yesterday joked about, "Hey, what if it was green and yellow?" Right. Uh, Today was a lot more resigned. He said Mm. uh, yesterday, mid-afternoon, there was a sudden decrease in the alkalinity of the pool. That was number three answer. (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh he goes obviously the people checking and maintaining the pool and of checking it could have done more intensive tests sure so what
0: when does diving start
1: oh diving's already they were diving into the green pool oh my god yeah yeah i gotta oh, go back no. and watch those
0: i normally skip diving because diving. obviously it's diving yeah but holy crap but cycling is great <laughs> Cycling? Did you watch the two road races? No, because I... They were amazing! Uh, I, call I was one big, of them. It. it was actually pretty sweet. I was, I was really amazing. busy poking my eyes out that day, so... <laughs> the, the women's road race especially was incredible, Phil. Incredible.
1: Okay. He... Okay, then he added, you know, before this, we'd only had a couple small competitions. We didn't really factor in the total number of swimmers going in the pool. Wow. Come on. Wow. wow. That's one of those uh, things that you should probably factor in. Yeah. Now, now do, you guys, do you guys, before we finish this up, uh, oh, oh, this is the best part. He goes, the pool will get back to, the pool will get back to normal very shortly before uh, sighing, I'm going to assume, bowing his head and sighing and saying, and this is a real quote, Wednesday's rain in Rio certainly didn't help. <laughs> oh, 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 everything's going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're claiming it's safe, but if I'm a female Olympic athlete, I'm resisting those beautiful delts, right? <laughs> and just avoiding swimmers. Yeah. yeah, you can go with the rowers, maybe. Well, well actually, nope, not the rowers, not the, rowers, well, not the They gotta rowers. go through the shit water. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. you're out of a
0: point. Aquatic Find yourself sports, a nice
1: triathlete.
0: Yeah, there you go. Just not no, if they're running through the steeple chase, because then they're gonna get the decathlete. Water. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. You picked another sport where they go in water, Jordan. All right, do you guys want to finish out the the, the feud? Yeah. yeah. Any other guesses here? Ooh. Um... Uh, I'm going to guess bacteria on the human okay.
1: body. Oh, see, that's that's algae. Oh, that's, that's algae. The algae I feeds see. on the oils in human skin, and that's what causes yeah, okay. the grain. Uh, uh, Argentinian pranksters. Argentinian pranksters. Nope, nope, nope. Mm. We had a green disinfectant. Okay. That was, that was another, like, basically. Wh- wouldn't that's they alive. know because they put it in? When the water turned green, if you read these news articles, a variety of people, officials, Gave a variety of (laughs) explanations for this matter. Sure. None of which were very confident. Yeah. Uh, uh, We already said sudden unknown components in city water. That's poop. Sudden decrease in alkalinity. That was a Rio spokesperson. Potential color caused by the way the water is interacting with copper in the heating system. Boo. Unattributed. Many people. Yeah. (laughs) That's the Donald Trump. Many people are saying. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, water tanks ran out of some of the chemicals used in the water treatment process. As a result, the pH level of the water was outside the usual range, causing the discolorization. Ugh. That was another. Lies!
0: <laughs> don't trust your government! I am, I am going straight home to watch the diving events. See, this and is I've never said that before in my entire life. This is why you don't go in the water after you see Jaws. Countdown to Rio,
1: Summer Olympics Death Watch.
0: Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death death, death, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought to you by Room Full of Ghosts Funeral Home. You'll always have a guest in a
1: room full of ghosts. We bought this out of a trunk outside NBC. And now we're airing it. This is a
0: documentary. NBC Human Interest Story that we got for you now. I like humans. While the world celebrates Michael Phelps in his fourth Olympiad, the news media often overlooks the fact that there is at least one athlete in Rio who is representing his nation in the Olympics for the fifth time. A man whose story is an all-too-important reminder that the path to the Olympics is much more difficult than that of our most celebrated athletes. Sprinter Bartek Bronislaw hails from the tiny Baltic nation of Latstonia, To this day he remains the only person ever to represent latstonia in the olympics from a young age bartek loved to run from a young age i love to run bartek was a track star in latstonia from the beginning smashing national records beginning in his teens when he was just 20 years old he won the honor of being the very first representative of his nation to attend the olympics traveling to sydney to run the 100-meter dash. I had never before left Estonia. It was a tremendous honor. However, for some athletes, the Olympics can be over all too soon. When the time came for Bartek's first qualifying heat, he was consumed with nerves and excitement. I was consumed with nerves and excitement. Bartek lined up for his first chance to represent his country and with the weight of the expectations of all 2,659 Letstonians watching at home, Bartek did the unthinkable. He false started. Then, on his second effort, he false started again, leading to his disqualification from competition before the race had even started. I would say I'm nervous. I just tried to anticipate the gun. I WAS ALWAYS SO GOOD AT GETTING A GOOD START IN RACES BEHIND LASTANIA! Bartek and the Latvian co- coaches struggled to find an explanation. Bartek's nerves, the wind in the day of the race, Bartek's hearing, and even the shockingly lax attitude taken by Latvian track officials throughout Bartek's career for his starts. However, the reality remained that Bartek had missed his chance. A lifetime of preparation building to that single moment... Gone in two nervous jumps. The disappointment was crushing. I was very, very sad. However, Bartek did not allow failure to prevent him from continuing to pursue his dream. For four long years, Bartek continued to train... Preparing himself for his second chance that he kept praying would come. And, four years later, at Athens... Bartek walked into the track stadium during the opening ceremonies ready once again to represent Letstonia. Actually, I missed the opening ceremony because I was lit. How funny is that? One week later, Bartek was once again lining up to get his chance to run for his country. (laughs) And that's when the unthinkable happened again. Bartek false started. Twice. Again. Two Olympics, two crushing disqualifications. I was very, very sad. It was hard to believe. After failing so spectacularly on a global stage, how could Bartek fail in the exact same fashion a third and fourth time? For most Olympians, this would mark the difficult end to a disappointing career. However, for Bartek, the idea of retiring without getting a chance to run under the flag of Letstonia was unbearable. Once again, Bartek continued laboring for four long years, conditioning for an Olympics yet to come. Four years later, there it was, Beijing. And then, the unthinkable happened. (laughs) That first full start was terrible bullshit. Unbelievable. I think the officials had it out for me. That second one, though, that was definitely my fault. Bartek wasn't done, though. Once again, Bartek continued to dominate the competition in Latvia, preparing for London in 2012. And then, amongst the pageantry of the, uh, London games, the unthinkable happened. I mean, the guy who fired the gun never does it on time! That's, uh, really? Straight? And then you just wait and wait, it's ridiculous! Everyone always blames me for this, but why does no one speak of the man with the starting pistol? And so it was that Bartek arrived in Rio with a difficult legacy to overcome. After four Olympics and eight false starts, Bartek was finally going to get his chance to actually run a race in the Olympics. While he's not expected to be advance beyond that first heat, his time's no longer competitive in international competition, Bartek is expected to win in one category, Heart. Wow, guys, that was touching, wasn't it? That was remarkable. Yeah. yeah. I, I do have to say, though, sad news. Uh, we got the results of the first heats
1: from, yeah. the, from the games. Yeah. And How
0: did Bartek do? <laughs> he, uh,
1: he false started twice, and he was disqualified again. So at this point, the average viewer has never seen him run. We have no idea no. to his speed. No, not at all. He's only uh, in, in fact done he's this never he's never competed outside of Latvia. He's never done any of the other international track and field competitions. Yeah, I'm starting to think that Latvia is <laughs> just sending a village idiot. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is Kelvin Drawnfield, an Ooh. American Olympian. I, I feel like some of you might know from the
0: uh, God the the gut wrenching uh, documentary on Netflix about his. His long, hard, uh, you know, trog to to get to the Olympics. Yeah, they did.
1: They did an hour, on me. Yeah, yeah. and also yeah. I saw a much more condensed piece. They only could get it down to about thirty minutes, but right, on NBC, right. about just like the they horrible make, situation. They, the
0: documentaries they make on NBC are really good. Yeah, they're really they, good. They they're, they're honest, really are. They really show what it's like to be an athlete. We should it drive was... you up to NBC Universal in the Valley after this. Uh, they're selling them uh, out of the back of a trunk. Oh, so. I need one. Uh, yeah. They didn't give you a copy. No, they didn't give me a copy. I'd have nothing to play it on, anyways. I'm an amateur athlete.
1: Again, oh, it's it's forty five oh, cents man, a minute. I that yeah. you that, so I just tell you, I, I yeah, it, watching that was gut wrenching. It, it was, yeah, just it was so really was horrible was. to see what All, happened to your parents. Well, your yeah. parents very early in life. Yeah. Very early. Yeah. Taken from you. You know, it was injuries
0: at just the worst possible loss. Yeah, I have to say what was most gut wrenching for me is how much they had to cut out. From I'm, that half-hour documentary, I do mean, I'm sorry, I'm, what? and even the Netflix one that was an hour and a half long, they cut out so much. They it's really the G-rated version. Oh,
1: what G-rated? What do you what are you saying? I've seen more of your leg bones than I care to admit. Oh, there's a I lot know. of and just know, know. the just the cancer in the one side of the family and the heart disease in the other side of the family, leaving most of your family tree uh, sickly branches in the fall. Yeah. Oh well, just, I've got I you know I. The the one thing that bothered me, I think, the most about
0: the documentary that they didn't show is the fact that I've had to have both of my ears removed and then reattached when I was a kid. Wait, what? Yeah, I, they had to take them off because there was uh, it was growing gangrene in both ears. So they had to remove them. So I went second grade through sixth grade without ears. You people, had gangrenous ears? Yeah, people... And wait, uh, they reattached them after having them off for two full years? That's Yeah, people called me zombie head
1: did were you, you were able to hear the insults i presume
0: uh oh it was all side language kids <laughs> learned how to be insulting in side language and then Really gave me the business. Well, I mean, I guess you you helped your, your classmates out in that way. It was strange that they didn't put that in the documentary though. That was a very big well, part of one. Yeah. I mean your your ears are less necessary when they come down to it in terms of athletic competition. One would think one would think. I just what? thought
1: most of your most of your youth in the documentary they just talked about the crushing poverty. Right. Oh yeah. Well,
0: that that was well, up until the,
1: the death of his parents.
0: Yeah, right, right. Then I got to a foster home where at least I ate every once in a while. But that's not the worst part about the foster home. The worst, they made me sleep in a mud puddle.
1: They made you sleep in a mud
0: puddle. Yeah, they left that part out. Instead, they said it's uplifting. He went to a loving foster home. They loved me. Okay, I just had they to loved sleep you. With, okay, I just had to sleep in a mud puddle. Why on it earth would you never have to dried? Sleep
1: in a, where did the other kids of the foster home sleep?
0: Beds. Were they? they had nice beds. I Well, we drew straws every single night for who got to sleep in the beds, who slept in the mud puddle. Never pulled not the short straw. Every single night the short straw. for over 900 straight days. Wouldn't there be a space next to the mud puddle that would just be muddy and not, in fact, a puddle? I mean, by definition, puddles are finite. One
1: would think... (laughs) <laughs> but it seemed like whenever I fell asleep on something that felt like a dry patch and wake up in the morning, there'd be mud under me. But then and this was this was, I think, one of the my favorite parts was when you finally got into that, uh, like, private academy. Oh, yeah. For young athletes. I believe in your were, were you 14, 15, I was something
0: 14 like- years old. And I made it to the private academy. Oh, my God. And the music free- swell. Oh, my God. you they got that it.
1: scholarship. And it was.
0: Yeah. They they really didn't mention the most difficult part is in order to, to pay for that. I wasn't allowed to sleep for the next four years of my life. I had to go work at the private school quarry.
1: What? What? Yeah. What? I couldn't I afford it. a pickaxe either, so I had to pull rocks apart with my fingers. They said they gave you, like, a scholarship or something. That's not the case? No, well, it's the scholarship was for the classes. Okay. I still needed clothes and
0: food. And, you know, you got to have books if you take the classes. I'm sorry. So I pulled apart rocks with my fingers there every was, night for 12 hours. There was a quarry. Attached
1: to Peterson Academy. The private school quarry, yeah. Oh, you know that's how they fund a lot of those private schools. They all have quarries.
0: Did you know that they have the number one uh quarry science
1: school, private school? No, I did not know that. Do a lot of uh, geode fans go there? A lot of geologists? I imagine. I never got to see the actual students because I had to work nights
0: pulling apart rocks with my bare fingers. Yeah, And how did that even work? What what kind of... Was it a granite quarry? A marble quarry? It was a marble quarry. It took me a very long time to pull apart each one. That's insane. I kept saying, hey, can I borrow a pickaxe? They're like, it wouldn't help anyways. (laughs) That... You should have, they, they, they were wrong. I actually wore my pinky down to the nub. I had to get a transplant pinky off of a kid that I killed. Oh, I killed a kid during what? that time. Oh my what? God, That
1: is. they yeah. did not talk about that in he the He tried to steal a
0: heel of bread from me, a bread heel. <laughs> and I, I I, I bit his hand off. Bit, bit his hand off. The, oh, the whole hand. He bled to death later, so I didn't take the fall for it. But they just assumed his hand fell off, because that happens all the time around a quarry. White but then I, I, off I, I spit out his hand and was able to reattach his finger onto my finger, where my finger used to be. It fell off because it was breaking marble all the time. God, I'm
1: starting the... to feel like we got a really incomplete picture in that documentary. Okay, they well, only I mean, had
0: an hour and a half of the yep, Netflix So obviously one, they so. had to leave out some of the terrible things that happened to you in your youth. Sure. You know, just so they could focus on the entirety of what happened to you once you became a child. Well, adult. they, they, oh, they, the did, focus, the they did focus on the the most important time of my life when I had cancer in my Achilles tendon. They did focus on that in the right. documentary, yeah. no, they, I, I which that. I still call the best years of my life. How is that possible? Because I remember that documentary. That's when your your three of your uncles died during that period. Yes. You had cancer of the Achilles tendon. Yeah. Uh you It was horrible th- pain. You were going through chemo and you, you couldn't compete. Hey, but get this. All the jello I could eat. That it was so much jello. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when you get chemotherapy, they just give you free jello? Well yeah, they yeah, want you to eat it. Yeah, they don't, they, up. they eat. don't upcharge you for that. Okay. Yeah, Unlimited I'm, free jello. How, but but how like is it possible? That, that was yeah, the best time of your life. Oh, because after the cancer got got out of my system then i was back with the russian
1: coach what well wasn't this the same russian coach that drove you to the glory that we're gonna see oh he
0: was yeah he drove me to the glory by dragging me behind a car what yeah that's how i got so strong (laughs) was if i stopped running i would literally die okay well i mean it worked they would put a dog leash around my
1: neck they would slam the other side of the leash in the trunk and then he would drive really fast do you think it's that, that kind of what made you the man you are today? Do you think that gave you like uh, a stronger character as a result of this training? Sure. It sure did. You know what else it gave me? It's that gangrenous feet. Oh,
0: how you had gangrenous feet. I have gangrenous <laughs> feet. <laughs> how, how does this get left out of the diet? You're a runner. I know. It's very strange. I'm that good. <laughs> It was a lot of training. Okay, well... Well, it it was because I kept running so hard that I would literally vomit, and there was nowhere for me to turn my head because the collar would fall on my feet. It really rotted it out with bacteria. That's... That's how I got my nickname. What's your nickname? Vomit Feet. (laughs) You should have seen that coming. Yeah. All right, well, at least we can say that now... They didn't mention that in the documentary either. and That hurt my feelings a lot. Frankly, your feelings is your weakest muscle. But but now that you've, you've met your triumph, you've won your medal, can we at least say that in the 48 hours since you've won, things have been good for you? I have to say, I'm excited to go back to my philanthropic pursuits. What?
1: Philanthropic pursuits? Yeah,
0: begging on Copacabana Beach. Huh. Uh, you might be careful about Copacabana Beach. I hear it's not entirely... Oh, big. I've been mugged there three times already.
1: Why do you, keep going, Why do you back? keep going back? Why do I keep living? <laughs> All right. Uh, Calvin uh, Drawnfield, it's, it's been great having you on the podcast. Yeah, I really I, hope things improve yeah. for you.
0: Hey, are you going to use this knife?
1: <laughs> yes. No, no. Please do not take that. Leave it uh, on the table.
0: Well, I'll get it once from somewhere. America. <laughs> and now it's time for another wide world of <laughs> weird. Oh, wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? Olympic themed. This week's Wide World of Weird Sports. Dressage. Oh, Ooh. you know, we've been spoiling for this one. Yeah, the Olympic sport of dressage. Have we
1: never done dressage?
0: Yeah, we haven't. And you know how I stumbled on dressage? Well, how's that? Because I was looking through the medal count and I noticed a. Guy that looked like he was in his mid-40s with a bald head who looked a little paunchy and it said he had a bronze medal. That I'm could like, be me in 10 years. I was curious. Things I was work like, out. Who, yeah. is,
1: who is this paunchy dough boy who got an Olympic... He was a dressage rider. I feel like during the opening ceremonies, you'd see a lot of small countries and you'd see a, a native population uh, that did not look like the white European sure. you know, type of yeah. person. And then you'd see one balding, white, overweight guy who was like there like waving all excited. And I think yeah. a lot of these dressage guys kind of buy their way onto lesser <laughs> I, Olympic so teams. They buy expensive horses, like, and then they get in the dressage. Hey, Chad, you got a d- d- dressage team? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait. You got a country. Okay, do you have a dressage team? <laughs> right. I'm in. Do you want one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> dressage, a French term most commonly translated to mean training – uh, is a highly skilled form of riding performed in exhibition and competition, as well as an art sometimes pursued solely for the sake of mastery. So wait, the 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 sport Ooh, I like is that training. I like that part. Yes. So so Alan Iverson would hate this one. Yes. Practice? We talking about practice? I don't know. Frisage? That sounded racist. Fresh for training that sounds <laughs> racist. As an equestrian sport defined by the International Equestrian Federation, dressage is the highest expression of horse training, where horse and rider are expected to perform, from memory, a series of predetermined movements. I much want to bet that memory part's got a lot more to do with the rider than the horse. I would think so. I don't know. A horse never forgets. Yeah, I think that's how the saying goes. Uh, Competitions are held at all levels, from amateur to the Olympic Games. And the World Equestrian Games. Most importantly. Uh oh, it's good. Fun- I was worried that they were leaving it out of the world equestrian games. They wouldn't do that, Joel. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> uh its fundamental purpose is to develop uh through standardized progressive training method, a horse's natural athletic ability and willingness to perform. You're developing through they're like, I want to do this shit and you're like, Nope, we gotta develop that. Alright, I'll do this shit. Win it's it's much like the process for the 10-year-old like, girls that compete for China. Yeah, that's true. You have to, you have to make them do it. Right. Look in their because mouth. They're, and then yeah, yeah, exactly. they're children, Feel- and they shouldn't, they shouldn't be training like that. I agree. I agree. Uh, the discipline has a rich history with ancient roots in the writings of Xenophon. Uh, modern dressage has a... I'm just amazed nobody stopped me at the name no, Xenophon. I, we were What's waiting that? for you well, to I, explain I oh, Xenophon. Explanation. Uh, I'm gonna click Isn't on Xenophon, Xenophon the cousin of Zool? Uh, Xenophon is a Greek writer. Oh. He uh, would be. 430 to 345 B.C. Uh, so he only lived for like 35 minutes? That's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get. Uh, modern dressage has evolved to an important equestrian pursuit since the Renaissance when... Federico Grisone, The Rules of Riding, was published in 1550, The first treatise on equitation in over a thousand years since Xenophon's on horsemanship. So this is an extremely old sport. Yeah. It's an old one, yeah. Well, that's also get... I gotta say, I'm a little disturbed here that like they say they're giving the medal to the paunchy white guy. I feel like they're not. I feel like they're giving the medal to the they should give it to the horse. They should, but horses don't appreciate medals. No. They just try to eat it. They would try to eat it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is also maybe indicating why it shouldn't be in the Olympics at all. Hey, they it's get not, oats, man. It's not yeah. a person competing. I eat oats for breakfast a lot. Horses love oats. They do. They'll put the oat bag right to its face. Go, <laughs> That's what horses sound like. Yep. Dressage comp- uh, competition. Dressage competitions consist of a series of individual tests with an increasing level of difficulty. The most accomplished horse and rider teams perform FEI tests written by the international equestrian governing body called the Fédération Equestre Internationale, or FEI. The highest level of modern competition is at the Grand Prix level. This is the level test written Ooh. written in the prestigious international competitions or CDIs, such as the Olympic Games. Mm. Yeah. not bad right this is
1: all coming into focus right
0: now now i get it okay so tests dressage tests are formalized sequence of a number of dressage movements they say that in every paragraph apparently although horses and riders competing against each other tests are completed by one horse and rider combination at a time don't have it would be chaos if a bunch of them were there and horses and riders are judged against a common standard rather than having their performance scored relative to the other competitors OK, so two people can get nines instead yeah. of one getting an eight and one getting a nine. Not comparing. Right?
1: Do they do that one with the, the one Mexican way of riding where like the horses kind of like dance and walk sideways? That's what they do.
0: They dance. I, I think so. I mean,
1: where else would that be a thing?
0: I don't know. Uh, well, here's the test. All right. There's the Piaf, a calm, composed, elevated trot in place. Uh, I think that's the one where they stand in the saddle and then pee off the horse ah well what about this one passage (laughs) a very collected trot in which the horse has great elevation of try stride and seems to uh pause between putting down its feet or hooves uh extended gates usually done at the trot and canter the horse's lengthens its stride to the maximum length through great forward thrust and reach there are collected gates flying changes in sequence pirouettes where they go 360-degree turns in place, and a half-pass where move, a horse goes on a diagonal, moving sideways and forward at the same time. Those, that's what they do. That's it. Rich people suck. They really do. They have entirely too much time, and they come up with crap like this.
1: I feel like you have slandered the good name of Richard <laughs> Branson. <laughs> I agree. Richard Branson's a good man. He does cool stuff, this Joel. Is, yeah, Virgin Airlines yeah, has, other has cool purple stuff. lighting. This is this is gross. I, I like, like, like my Wi Fi on planes. Everything about
0: dressage just grosses me out as a human being. I want to decide between pretzels or peanuts or cookie when I'm on a plane. And Virgin Airlines lets me do that. And that brings it into another <laughs> wide world of <laughs> weird, sports. <laughs> weird sports! Oh, this is the We're gonna, gonna dance Dance the dance!
1: Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close to their sports. Sports Sports Podcast. But before we go, we're gonna bring you Phil Ranta giving you the podcast information. You
0: can find us on SoundCloud by going to SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast at SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast. You guys love your iTunes, I'll give you that. Check it out on SoundCloud. It's a fun little uh, app 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 uh, application, not an appetizer. It's an application. You can find us on Facebook. by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. We'll also post other articles there, fun stuff. You can also check out our Facebook live streams that we're doing now. We did one for today. It was a lot of fun. Zach Evans was there. there you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast
1: and see some of our
0: pithy statements.
1: Hey guys. Hey Joel. Jolie.
0: Hey I have something to admit. Admit it.
1: What is that? Come clean
0: buddy. I'm the one who mugged that Belgian judo champion. I didn't mean to do it just sort of things got out of hand real quick. He gave me the stink eye and then I went after him and then I felt like if I stole some of his stuff it would make it it seemed like it was something else but yeah it was well it makes sense that you'd be mad at somebody who gave you the stink guy because you yourself are a stink guy
1: lights off you have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedypodcastnetwork.com